Hello and welcome to Music and Film Saves the World podcast. Today is a very special one and it's in two parts. My friend Gareth Jones and I ranked our Bond films, all the Eon James Bond films, 24 to number one. So um, everything from Doctor No up to uh, Spectre, obviously not including No Time to Die, because at the time of recording that was uh, still being delayed. So this is in two parts. You'll first hear us chat between 24 to 11 and that's part one of the podcast and then you'll head over to part two where you'll hear our top 10 so enjoy and this is music and film saves the world me and gareth jones ranking james bond hello and welcome to music and film saves the world podcast my name's chris rice and today i'm joined by my good friend gareth jones good morning good morning and today we are going to be counting down our favorite bond films from oh. 24 to number one we're at this moment in time we're still awaiting for no time to die to be released um, <laughs> yes we are it's supposed to be second of april i heard i saw rumblings on twitter this week that that might be delayed again to the autumn yes so we will see kind of a ne- kind <laughs> so of a inevitable really yeah, I, I'd be surprised if it comes out 2nd of April, uh, yeah. but you never know. You never know. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to do the official Eon Bond films. So the, those 24 films. So we're not including the um, black and white 50s Casino Royale, um, the American TV one, which we probably wouldn't be able to see anyway, because I don't think it's readily available. Um, no. This 1967 Casino Royale with David Niven and Peter Sellers. The spoof, we're not including that. We're not including Roger Moore's Never Say Never Again from, was it 83? 82, 83? Uh, 83. Yes, um, which was a remake of Thunderball. So we're just including what, what, what is counted as the official 24 James Bond films. We're going to be counting them down and then when we, uh, and then and discussing them as we go through and what we like, what we don't like, some of the best bits of it. Uh, Gareth and I have loved Bond for, for many, many years. Gareth, especially, it was one of your main things, wasn't it? It, it and, always was, uh, ever since I was a kid, even, even till now, I never really, I still haven't grown out of my Bond phase. <laughs> no, we, we, I, we, I think there's, you know, we all, we all love Bond films and, uh, you know, it was a staple of TV. Uh, when, when one I hadn't seen before came on, I always used to tape them off the telly um, and all that. So started going to the cinema to see them when I was old enough and, and, and that. So that's that, that'll be good. It'll be good. It's going to be good fun to do this today. Um, I think one before we start the countdown, can you remember your first Bond film that you saw? Uh, I, I think so. I mean, it would have been... I don't know, mid eighties. Like um, I, I grew up in an RAF family, and um, uh, in the mid eighties, uh, my dad was posted to what was then Yugoslavia uh, for two and a half years. Uh, and I remember at the British Embassy, uh, they had a little um, like club in the basement where all the forces guys were going drink their cheap beer, basically. And I used to go with my dad, and uh, they had a massive, massive video library. And I remember they had some Bond films. They were all kind of taped off telly and stuff, and uh, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure it was it was it would have been Octopussy. I'm pretty sure it was Octopussy. I would have been maybe I don't know seven eight years old something like that. Yeah, 
Um, I think the first one I saw was The Man with the Golden Gun. And I reckon it probably was one of the first times it had been shown on TV. Mm. So I I understand Live and Let Die was first shown in 19... I did a bit of research, and I think Live and Let Die was first shown in 1981 on TV. And and I still think it has the record for the most viewing figures for a film ever. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it it would have been Christmas, Um, wouldn't it? It was Christmas time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I would imagine With Man the Golden Gun probably was a year or so later on TV because it came Mm. out a year later. I mean, it didn't always... Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's a long time to come on telly. Almost eight, seven, eight years before it first I mean, came on telly. But anyway, you try to explain that to a kid today that we had to wait eight years for a film to come on telly. It's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. Uh, I know. Um, growing up in a village called Sawtree, which is also where Gareth was uh, lived as well, I we had two houses in Sawtree. It was in the first house, and I'm sure my dad taped it off the telly, and I can remember watching it. And I think it was the man with the golden gun. Um, he would have. It might be a bit hazy. He would have taken <laughs> it on Betamax. He would have taken yeah, it on Betamax. Correct. It was Betamax. Shout, it was shout out to Betamax. Yeah. Shout out to Betamax. <laughs> <laughs> it was Betamax, and the uh, it was there was the ones that they always showed on telly. Living It Die was been one of my early ones. Diamonds Are Forever, Goldfinger, Year and Live Twice. They were the sort of the staple, the ones they always had on telly. Yeah, um, so. Right then, without further ado, now I don't know Gareth's list, so this is going to be quite exciting. I know I've show, shared your, my one with you in the past, but yeah, 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 um, yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so Gareth... sorry. It's taken me this long to actually finally do my <laughs> well, list. I'm really sorry. I had mate. to do this. I had to do a podcast for you yeah. to do it. Um, yeah. What we're going to do is Gareth's going to start with his list, and when we both come get to the same film, then we'll discuss it. Um, so. It should become apparent as we go through the list how we're doing it. So it's obviously our list is not going to be exactly the same. Um, And also, if you look on YouTube and when you look at rankings of Bond films, probably out of any franchise, this really differs. People have a lot of different, Mm. really different. You Mm -hmm. have ones that you go, God, I can't believe you've put that so low. And people put or I can't believe you put it so high. Yeah, that's the one. You know, when you look at rankings of maybe star wars films and other franchises you can sort of gauge around where people yeah, they, are going to put stuff they you know, quite, you, you, they're usually quite yeah. consistent like mo- you know most people especially like star wars rankings it's usually pretty much the yeah. same person to person and it depends on people's age with star Wars rankings as well yeah yeah that's I, true that is I, true i do think people who grow who were young when the prequels came out do rank the prequels higher than probably what we would rank them. I feel sorry uh, um, for those people. But anyway, this is not a Star Wars discussion. It's, oh. um, but but Bond Bond does is very, and I think it's level of the probably this. I think the Bond films do have a good consistency. Yes, but I, yes. I, probably you could argue there's not many Bond films that really achieve the real high can the high quality. I think most of them are fairly. Good. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and I think on this list is only really my two bottom ones that I would go, oh, I have to watch this. All the others yeah. are quite happy. Yeah, watch, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. without further ado, Gareth, what do you have as number 24? Uh, my number 24 is um, Die Another Day. Funnily enough. And, and funny <laughs> enough, that is my 24 too. So we'll discuss it, it right off the bat. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this will be the only one where we have the same film 
at the same rank. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty well, sure. Yeah. Um, well, you and I went to the cinema, if I remember, we, together. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took the day off work. I took the day off work to go and see this film. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it, um, well the thing is I can remember being quite looking as per usual looking forward to it I had quite enjoyed the previous Brosnan films but I yeah. can remember coming out of the cinema to see this and mm. probably be the most disappointed I've ever been with a Bond film yeah 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 um, I, 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 and even now I've I watched it a fair a few times and I can't I can't get into it I think everything about it is is pretty poor i mean i think the i think the plot is especially with the satellite is it almost recycled from diamonds are forever a little completely bit. recycled completely recycled yeah yeah um i think Halle berry should be really good but she just it comes over as a bit bland and it's great it, it's incredible to think now that at the time they were talking about Halle berry's character jinx right she yeah that she was going to be getting her own film, film. franchise yeah, 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 out yeah. of it Oh, they seem to be crazy really, uh, that now. Uh, they seem to be really confident. I can remember the Brosnan being interviewed, the producer really confident yeah. that this was yeah. like a real. And I know massively. Um, but and, I think the, the I mean, it did well in the cinema. It did well yeah. box office taking. I mean, you know, that, that doesn't mean it's a good film though. Let's be. <laughs> <laughs> I think John. I think John Cleese as the new Q is is wrong. Yeah, it, it, was, it, it was terrible. Out, Bad choice. Um. And I love John Cleese. And yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just doesn't seem right. It should have been a young, a younger actor, personally. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it just everything about it just seems sort of. And it, it, it tips. It does that thing where Bond, and, and I think Bond has tried it a few times, and it doesn't always work. Where it tries and tips it to science fiction. Yeah. True. True. And it and and there's all that thing about the sudden you know you've got that that sort of console which is that operates it and he tells that guy to make it portable and suddenly within about five minutes he's yeah. wearing it wasn't there I mean, because obviously it came out on the 40th anniversary of yeah. the first bomb film Bot to know 62 um, and it was that whole thing of like they were trying to shoehorn loads of things from previous bond films into it as well I remember at the time and Oh, I don't know. It, it, it's to be honest, it's the only film. Like it, you know, I could pretty much guarantee every weekend if you put on ICB three or ICB four, there will be a Bond film on. Yeah. And yeah. usually, you know, even if we're halfway through, say, I don't know, Moonraker or something like that, I'm like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, let's watch it. It's Moonraker, yeah. great. You know, if it's, it's if it's die another day, I'll be like, nah. It's the only <laughs> one. It's the only one I will happily just not watch. Mm-hmm. I just won't watch it. It's awful. absolutely awful. And I think also, I mean, it, I think at that point Brosnan was um, had a, like a one-picture deal, you know. So he yeah, discussed. So he, I think it was the first three he had a yeah. deal. Then it was a, yeah. every film he discussed. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. the intention was he would do a fifth. Yes, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Was, they were talking about that, that for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Long he was time. saying, "Yeah, long I'm going to do a fifth. If they if they want me to do a fifth, I'll do a fifth." Um, and I think there was a combination of things. I think it was the audience reaction to this and then buying the rights to Casino Royale, which even yeah. by the nature of the book, it seems a younger Bond in it. Um, I think it really did. Think, well, we've got to go, got to go in a new direction. I, I, think, I think the biggest issue with Die Another Day, I think 
the biggest issue was at the time that there were films like the Bourne films were coming out and reinventing how to do spy espionage movies. Yeah. And it made it made Bond films look old hat and a yeah. bit crap, yeah. a bit out of date. You know, it 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 needed that reinvention because of films like the Bourne series. I don't know. I don't know if they were trying to go too far down that Mission Impossible route. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes I have a feeling, you know, that whole kind of like bigger isn't always better. Mm-hmm. You know, because by that point, only Mission Impossible one and two had been released, and Mission Impossible uh, two is very you know. different. Yeah, it's a big film, but very different from any of the other Mission Impossible. Films. Oh, that completely. One, that yeah, one mass, yeah. Out, that one yeah. sticks out like a sore thumb. Out it really does. Others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably yeah. the worst yeah. Mission Impossible. Yeah, it but, is the worst Mission Impossible. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it's very difficult to analyse this one because I mean, when you when the Madonna theme, and I'm a big fan of Madonna, well, yeah, Madonna that's same, yeah. the better things about it, and it's not because yeah. it's not one of her best songs. <laughs> oh, it's, it's an awful, it's an awful song. I think it's a terrible song. You know, and, uh... and also the other thing when he he's got this long hair, but he's yeah. still he's still buff. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. and he manages I, to stop his heart beating, doesn't he? I, I know. Understood how oh. he gets out of the hospital, oh. and then he's basically you know, I, I, his hair. He cuts his hair with a razor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I did. You know, I like the pre-title sequence. I remember the pre-title sequence starting yeah. and the, the bit with the hovercrafts and all that. I really enjoyed. That is good. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was like, okay, cool, right, we're in. This is fun because up until that point you know all, all the brosnan pre-title sequences are brilliant yeah. they're all brilliant all four of them are fantastic um but yeah you know your pre-title sequence was good and then you know you had the song i like I, I liked how for the first time they they were during the the opening credits with the song um they were actually advancing the story through the opening credits yeah. i thought that was quite cool how they yeah. did that that was really really good um, but then, it, oh. What did you think of the, <laughs> I, the ice chase, the car or, ice chase? Awful. Absolutely awful. I didn't like it. I mean, special effects are dodgy in that film. Yeah, awful. Yeah, yeah, the CGI in that in like the final sequence of the film is oh, it's awful. I mean, I mean to be honest, when people say to me about what do you think of Dying of the Day, I usually give a two-word answer, invisible car. Oh, yeah, awful. The um, and as I say, Hadi Berry, who shouldn't be bland in it, is no. a, a, a little bit, and and the the double entendre, the double entendres, are yeah. start, oh. they almost become a, they're they're like annoying rather than funny. yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Does, and I think that's a little bit of a trend in all four Brosnan films. The double entendre is a little mm. bit mm. too too knowing, a bit too. Here's one coming. Here's, yeah. here's... Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You, <laughs> a, a it's a massive sign, really, you know. Yeah. And Die yeah. Another Day really does that. I think. It, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Way too much. Way too much. Right. Let's move on. Let's move on. So, what but, is your good, number? Thank you. Twenty-three. <laughs> right. Okay. My number twenty-three is. Um, the last official entry uh, in the series featuring Sean Connery, and that'll be Die... Uh, not Die Another Day, we've already done that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God. God. <laughs> Let's talk about that again. Actually, one thing yeah. about Die, Die Another Day, I did go and see it again in the cinema. So I went really? to visit some... I went to, well, wow. I went to visit a friend down in um, Paul, and um, she wanted to go yeah. and see it 
so I said, oh, I'll go again. You know, I'll go again. Maybe this time, because there has been films where you see it again and you'll go, yeah, actually, I was wrong. Yeah. This is yeah, really no, good. Totally. Uh, and yeah. I weren't yeah. wrong. <laughs> no. It wasn't very good. No, you, weren't, you really weren't wrong. No. Anyway, your number 23. Your number 23. Uh, my, my number 23, uh, the final uh, official entry um, in the Bond series featuring Sean Connery, 1971's Diamonds Are Forever. Well, funny enough, number 23, mine is Diamonds Are Forever as well. And oh, really? <laughs> so we're going, we're going good so far. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. As I said, I think Die Another Day and Diamonds Are Forever are the only two that I struggle watching. So if I do a, if I do a Bond rewatch um, and I get to these two, they tend to be the ones where I'm like, <laughs> and to be honest, you could just skip over them. Oh. You don't have them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, sure. No. Thought Diamonds are no. forever. No. Um, well, it's better than die another day. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, it does have, you know, th- there's a few sequences in it. I did watch it. Um, I don't know. Second half of last year. Um, and, there were some bits which I do still enjoy. I, I really enjoy um, uh, the fight in the lift with yeah. between Bond and Peter Franks. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. And especially the uncut version. I remember the first time I saw the uncut version on the video. It's a lot more violent than the telly yeah, version. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. Yeah. Really good yeah. sequence. Um, and, you know, I, 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 you know I, I do enjoy some of the Vegas stuff, you know. Um, but it's it's so bad. You know Connery phoning it in. Um, he, you know, he, he's quite. He's, you know, it's like the bits where you see Connery kind of like topless. He's he's very chunky. Let's put it that way. He's hardly <laughs> Mr. Buff. You know, and yeah, you know yeah. his wigs. His wigs awful. Bless him. He phoning it in. Um, the the editing is all over the place. You know, there are scenes they took out where, as like, like that whole bit where you see um, Plenty O'Toole, like, in in the swimming pool. It's like, yeah. how did she get there? Yeah. And yeah. it was only many years later when you saw the deleted scenes on the, on the DVD. It was like, oh, okay, well, they, why didn't they just leave that in? It's yeah. not that clear that it's her. It's no, hard, it's not. They hardly mentioned For years, I was like, well, who, who is that? Oh, yeah, no. yeah. Yeah, why is there a girl in the pool with concrete shoes? It shouldn't be a difficult film to follow, because it isn't. No. <laughs> but um, it is. Uh, it is. Yeah, the plot is all over the place. All it's over like the place. a Roger. It's like a template for a Roger Moore film without Roger Moore. In it, it is. And it yeah, feels no, like completely. a. It feels completely. like an absolute reaction to probably a, a the the not. And it goes to show that they would do. They still did that back in the seventies. I mean, people sort of moan about the time yeah. now that people react to box. You know, studios yeah. react to box office. Yeah. This was a reaction. Yeah. A, a slightly to disappointing. Box- service. Yeah. Yeah. Had a probably, yeah, I think probably had a, a negative viewer reaction on Magic Secret Service did as well. So this is a definite, definite sort of shift, a, sh- a complete shift in tone. Very 70s. It is yeah, very, very, very um, 70s. Like the Las Vegas setting, yeah. all that type of thing. It's a very 70s film. And mm. it feels like it's more influenced by the sort of, sort of the, that type of humor that the 70s had um yeah. and yeah. Yeah. I, I find 
you know, I think I mentioned to you when we were when we discussed this the last week when it, it when the Austin Powers put Bond in an easily escapable situation. <laughs> it yeah. comes from this because yeah. if you actually go through some of the Bond films, the villains very rarely put him purposefully into a situation where he could yes. easily escape. He yeah. often so happens to be in one. Yeah. This yeah. one they do. They could. There's a number of times he they could quite easily do away with him. Mm. That's it. Yeah. But they put him in a pipe. Yeah. And, <laughs> without making sure that he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he gets out just by, well, sort of crawling down the tunnel of the bench. I know he gets on this thing and he manages. Yeah, to get yeah, 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 yeah. And. I think there's a couple of other things in it as well. They go just, just you know, the the oil rig uh, sequence at the end is really an anticlimax. Oh, Tiffany Case starts off as quite a sassy smuggler mm-hmm. and turns into a really sort of archetype useless Bond girl without yeah, you know, and all he's doing is he's looking out to try to save her, and she keeps doing things wrong. Yeah. And yeah. which, which once again, if you look at the seventies Bond girls that does happen quite a lot more than the 60s actually the bond yeah. girls are really? have to keep getting keep having yeah. to be saved don't really help the plot forward or help bond themselves nope. even in the nope. 60s they, they, they they're part of the plot a bit more yes but the 70s there's a couple of exceptions but the 70s especially those guy hamilton 70s yeah. bob yeah. and and they're very the, the Bond women in them aren't probably with maybe the exception of solitaire aren't that useful. And I think the, the stereotypical mm. image of the Bond girl comes from those films. Yes, it does. It really does. The damsel in distress. Help me, yeah, James. Yeah. 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 She, she doesn't help her before. Yeah. Um, but if you go through, which we will, the 60s ones, mm. they actually do are part of the situation. She starts off yes. like that. Yes, completely. It's the diamond smuggler. And then she has a complete about turn. Yeah, about turn. I know. It's just like, it's like a different character. <laughs> a different character. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so, yeah. no, I, I agree. And, and it's a very, and you know, with the, the diamonds powering the satellite, it's a very similar plot to Die Another Day. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. It came before it. Um, and I would imagine, and you know, you have that pre-title sequence where he's—you think he's sort of hinting that he's looking at revenge for, yeah, yeah, for Tracy, but it's never properly no. alluded to. No. And then Blowfield in this, I think, is so miscast. Oh, he's, he's awful. So, like, Blowfield. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I never quite um... got why they never used Donald Pleasance again. No, I know. I, yeah, I never because he was such and, a strong Blowfield. You know, yeah. probably my—I mean, he's my favourite Blowfields. Yeah, and, and, and Teddy Tavares isn't bad at Blowfield, but Charles Gray at Blowfield, he's not even bald. No, I know. <laughs> and he goes around making quips. And it's like, know, yeah. it's, it's like, it's almost like just, is this Blowfield? I know he's yeah. trying to sort of cloning him, not cloning himself, but sort of having this different yeah. Blowfield. Yeah, like plastic surgery. And, yeah, it's just plastic surgery, but it's, I don't know. I know. Um, it's just an absolute mess. Absolute mess. Um, but anyway let's move on let's move on please please do please do (laughs) both the same I reckon this is where it might differ what's your number 22 Uh, my number 22 
uh, was uh, the uh, the first official Bond movie in 1962. Doctor No. So my number 22 <laughs> is a view to a kill. Really? Right, so let's move on because we both, when we both get to the wow, we'll discuss okay. So we'll just keep an, uh, when we get to each one. What's your okay. number 21? Uh, my number 21. Uh, okay, my number 21. Uh, the first Pierce Brosnan movie, 1995's Goldeneye. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yes. My 21 is Moonraker. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what's wow, your? This okay. is. So wow. carry on. What's your number twenty? Uh, where are my number twenty? Uh, 1967's You Only Live Twice. My number twenty. I think you're gonna you're gonna cause a riot with this one. My number twenty is The Man with the Golden Gun. What? <laughs> <laughs> you're crazy. Right. <laughs> and I love Roger Moore, but I've just had yeah. three Roger Moores in a row. Uh, yeah, your yeah, number, yeah. Nine, number nineteen. Uh, my number nineteen. Um, that will be uh, Quantum of Solace. Ah, so that's my number nineteen. As ah, well. okay. So actually, actually, actually watched this again last week. Yes, and I think because this was the this was the only one where I wasn't sure where it fitted in my list. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and I'm much, so this saying that, you know, I said I was disappointed with Die Another Day when I went to see it in the cinema. Yeah. Actually, I yeah. was disappointed with this when I went to see it in the cinema. And mm. I think it's because Casino Royale obviously is so good. Yeah, and so this was the first ever direct sequel. So I was quite yeah. sort of, oh, how are they going to do this? This is yeah, quite yeah, yeah, different, yeah, yeah. exciting. And it's, and I, there's caveats to this one. I know they were having problems getting this done because of the writer's strike. Daniel oh, Craig yeah. had to write some of it. It yes, seems to did. be very action heavy at the beginning. The film yeah. is too short. Yeah, I forgot. I, climax. I've, <laughs> I've, I'd forgotten how short it was. Like hour and three quarters. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's one of the Compared shortest. Compared to the other movies. Daniel Craig movies, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this, um, absolutely. I mean, the action. You got the shaky cam in this one, which proves incredibly distracting yeah massively massively um because you know even though the shaky cam works in the born films they can yes. be distracting when mm. it's used all in every film <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah true true um quantum of solace is one that i do prefer that i used to yeah, yeah I, big I, time, big time. Um, yeah. I, I think when i first watched it i was really disappointed mm. and I've watched it a few times and I've, it's definitely grown on me. But I think yes. just due to the nature of the issues in it, the slight, the, the what it what it followed, mm. and I know they were trying to get this one out quick. This is the only time. This, this is the last time there's only been a two year gap between Bond yep. films. Yeah, yeah. I think it is disappointing, and I can remember my, uh, my wife being disappointed because Jenny loves Bond films as well. Mm-hmm. And we were both disappointed with this, and. As I say, there's a major. It's not quite clear what's going on. The plot's mm. a little bit sort of all over the place. It's a bit messy. Um, they don't even introduce Gemma Arterton's character by name. No. A <laughs> her first yeah. name's, her name's Strawberry Fields. You only find you that out. Yeah, yeah, in the, in the end credits. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the and the sort of then bringing Mathis back in just then to get rid of him seems a bit. Yeah. 
pointless and yeah, pointless, yeah. flits around so many countries saying how yeah. short the film is. yeah yeah i know yeah it's crazy it flits around so many mm. countries i mean mm. there's some good action bits in it but it's very oh, it's fantastic the action's very front loaded massively massively have a um, lot of it at first sort of 45 minutes and then mm. the rest of the film is a bit much slower it is it, all over the place yeah, yeah it's 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 it was weird watching it again. I haven't watched it in quite a few years. Um, and I'd, I'd kind of forgotten about how, how amazing that opening car chase is. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah it's so great. Um, and I'd, I'd also forgotten how much it really bugs me with this, with the new bonds, how they put the gun barrel sequence at the end. It oh, really, it really that. annoys me so much. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Just that film. It's that Alan, you know, it's, uh, I go full Alan Partridge. I'm like, stop getting Bond wrong. <laughs> you that know. film. What? It, I can understand why they didn't in Casino Royale. It worked really well. Yes, yeah, so I completely. Yeah, Casino Royale, it works because it's an origin story, essentially. Yeah, yeah. From, know, then in, from then on in, they need to be at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm. Completely. Happens. Completely. Um. Oh, the plus side from No Time to Die, I know the gun barrels at the beginning because they released the soundtrack mm. about a week in November. And yes, then I think yeah. take off again. Yeah. And I listened to the first track and it was the gun barrel. It was gun barrel music, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did no, see that. I was like, right, good. Good. <laughs> when, I saw Inspector, when I saw Inspector, it was like a sigh of relief. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And because it also the way the film ends on a quite sombre note, then suddenly having the gun barrel scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was weird, strange, and you know, just yeah, yeah, like completely, completely. When I was at the cinema, I can remember at the cinema thinking, "Is there gun barrel? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just like straight into the car, you know, the car chasing the tunnel, you know, and it's just like what? Yeah. Well, was it? I can't. You'll probably remember better than me, but. Was it the director of Quantum of Solace? He wasn't even a Bond movie fan. Is that correct? Or he hadn't seen many Bond movies. He, or he wasn't a Bond Mark, movie fan. Or... The director is Mark Forster, who directed Monsters Ball, yes. Finding Netherland. Yes. Um, so yes. He, tends to, he obviously tends to do direct dramas. And I think yes, this is yeah. probably the inst- first instant of the Bond producer's Martin Campbell aside, the Bond producers mm. going for a director that's a little bit different rather than a director who would do what they want to do. Yeah, I think, true. Past, yeah. I think Bond, the Bond films has never been really directed by a superstar director. And I don't think Mark Forster is up no. to when Sam Mendes did it. Yes, uh, yes. Um, yeah. And I think from now on, you will see that happened because obviously they tried to get Danny Ball for No Time to Die. Yes, it is, and, yeah. Well, he was on board for a while. He was yeah, actually. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Did, did it? Yeah, yeah. And he, and he came out of it. And obviously, the person they've got is a very highly rated director. Anyway, he's directed True Detective. Yes, True Detective, I think. Mm. Um, so, and I wouldn't be surprised if whoever kicks off the new Bond next. Would will be a superstar director. I wouldn't be surprised mm. if it was Christopher no. Nolan. Yeah, would surprise. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that'd be great. <laughs> um, 
anyway, yeah. but yeah, he he isn't uh, he isn't known for an action film. He does do different types of films though. He has been. He's not like one. He he's not like a niche, but he tends to do drama type films, Monsters Ball, Party mm. yes. Neverland. It's the two that I can think of at the top of my head. Um, but yeah, it is a bit over the place, all over the place. Uh, Quantum of Solace. Yeah, it is. You know, I, that's not to say that you know, I, I when I watched it last week, like I said, this is the only one where I wasn't a hundred percent sure where it would fit in my list. Yeah. yeah. And to say it's the worst Daniel Craig film, which for me it is, but that's yeah. not to say it's a bad movie. I love, you know, I really, you know, I love, I love Daniel Craig. You know, uh, Hand on Heart, probably you know, my my second favorite Bond. Uh, and all four of his films, you know, all three of his films are absolutely incredible. Yeah. You know, Quantum of Solace is still really good. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would last week. That's why, you know, it's been, but it's bumped up higher my, up my list than I, yeah. I thought it would have been. Um, but yeah. It's a bit of an anticlimax thing at the end as well isn't it yeah yeah no a, yeah basically just in a, in a fancy hotel are they in a fancy, and that's it yeah done, <laughs> in the middle of the done desert. yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah basically <laughs> and uh yeah no it, it, it definitely but i think as you say compared to the what's around it i think it's uh and it but i, I give it i give it a bit of a chance just due to the fact what what the, probably the issues they had tried to make it oh completely you know, I'd, I'd be interested to know which parts of the script Daniel Craig wrote. Yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of it. But uh... yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so right, what have you got as your number eighteen? Uh, my number eighteen. Uh, let me just get my list up. Uh, my number eighteen. That would be Thunderball. Okay, my number eighteen is Tomorrow Never Dies. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> right. I, 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 I'm ending this call. I, I'm ending this podcast now. I'm, I'm, I'm not having your list. No, no. Actually, to be honest, from now onwards up to yeah. probably my top ten, this yeah. these are all very interchangeable. Yeah, no, and yeah, I get that. Yeah. Really hard. This middle section, I think, is the hardest because, as yeah, I say, yeah. there is a consistency yeah. of yeah. films, a lot of the bomb yes. films, yeah. and it gets to the almost the crux of right on it. And it on any given day, when I did this list, which one would I prefer if someone, if I had a choice today? Mm. And it might change. Looking at this list now, going, mm. <laughs> <laughs> especially the couple that's coming up. Anyway, what's your number seventeen? Uh, where are we? Uh, my number seventeen. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think this might uh, get a, a wide-eyed look out of you. Uh, my number seventeen will be the spy love me. Well, I am slightly surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Well, seventeen is licensed to kill. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Number six. Okay. You know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, right. My number sixteen is uh, a view to a kill. I've had a view to a kill, so we'll discuss a view to a kill. So my your view to a kill is at number sixteen. Yeah. Mine is at number twenty-two. Correct. So yes. Yes. Well, it were almost well just below mid-table. So why is yours just below mid-table, and what do you like about a view to a kill? Um, I don't know. It's just like a a cuddly old. 
back. Reliable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like that, um, you know, it's, it's like a cuddly old dog that just kind of sits <laughs> next to you on the couch. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's a bit old, a bit past it, bless him. But, you know, I don't know if it's one. It's just, I think it's one I saw a lot when I was a kid. You know, uh, um, I, 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 some of these middle ones in terms of the ranking, it's more of a nostalgia thing to me because I, I, I won't lie, I get a lot out of A View to a Kill. Still, there's a lot of there's a lot of awful stuff in it, you know. Mm-hmm. Apart from the fact, you know, you know, Roger Moore was like 92 when he made it, you know, <laughs> like, you know, and you know, Stacy, um, you know, she, uh, Bond, Bond girls. You're talking about that damsel in distress. Yeah, Help yeah. me, save me, James. She is, you know, it's uh, at the top yeah. of the pile for that. Yeah, 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 completely. But I love Zorin. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I'm a massive Crystal Walker fan anyway, and he yeah. is he is having so much fun. In, you know, I I I love, you know, I think Grace Jones is fantastic. Yeah. You know, one of my all time favorite henchmen. Yeah. Uh, Grace Jones. Uh, I love the song. Uh, I love, you know, the uh, the horse racing sequence at the start. You know, yeah. I even love, I even love, I even love the pre-title sequence. I love the snowboarding <laughs> bit. I love that when I was a kid with yeah. the cheesy Beach Boys cover. Yeah. I love, I always love that bit. Um, I love, I love the end sequence. The bit on the Golden Gate Bridge with yeah. um, the airship is brilliantly done. Um, there's some great set pieces in it. Uh, even you know the bit in the mine, I think it's fantastic. There's so many, you know, some of the fights are pretty awful. The Eiffel Tower bit's brilliant. Mm. So I've just realised I've been talking for about two hours about how awesome this film is. I think uh, it probably should be higher. You know what? I, 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 I think you've you've raised it for me. <laughs> I t- well, to be honest, if I'd done this this list in the night, yeah, 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 you took it would have been much higher. I think for me, it's and I think it's yeah. it's a little bit of what's come later. Is you. you I think the the faults in it become more apparent, uh, but I agree with you on everything that you've said. I think Max Zorin yeah, 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 yeah. and save that film. Oh, completely, yeah. Completely. They're really good in it, and a really good sort of pairing as well. And I think the tagline was "says Bond it's, finally yeah, made a match," and, and it feel and it and it feels a little bit on on yeah. a on a number of occasions um and that's probably a little bit sort of a little bit of a thing as roger ball's age in it as well i know for a while he wasn't going to do a view to a kill i think no he wasn't no, no. I, I think from your eyes only onwards it was a little bit like pierce brosnan a picture on picture yeah. deal and i think there was a couple of times where they even started looking doing casting i can't remember if it was for octopus or yeah. a view to a kill they even did some sort of casting uh, like neil i think was i think he might have been for living daylights actually but there was there was talk of it well, around that time yes yeah, so, well james brolin i think yeah. that was for octopussy yeah yeah like the james brolin screen test that you see uh that that was for octopussy yeah yeah so um but no i, I mean I, I can't really add anything to what you said to be honest because you've mm. i mean when you get patrick mcnee though and roger moore beating up oh, no, yeah. <laughs> these big guys <laughs> in that, that um, 
microchip. It's, it's, not, it's not the factory. It's, like, it's what it's what they're sipping off the microchips or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the yeah. slowest <laughs> fight ever. It's the slowest <laughs> fight ever between. A, even the guys they're fighting are like in their sixties, you know, because they've tried to even it up. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah. It's so funny, you know, and you know, Bond running around in a track, you know, Roger Moore running around in a tracksuit, and it's just, I don't know, it's just yeah. it's so Roger, funny. Roger Moore, an octopus and a view to a kill, has this sort of slicked back. Well, see, the thing is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, I think he gets away with it in Octopussy. Those two years between Octopus and a View to a Kill coming out, he blatantly had some plastic surgery done <laughs> to his top of his head. You look at him. In Octopussy, and yeah, okay, he looks a bit old, but he's looking good. Yeah, I think yeah. he, I think Roger Moore still looks good in Octopussy. Yeah. You look at him if he was to a kill, it's like he's aged 10 years. He's had some work done to his foreheads and his, you know, his kind of eyes and stuff. And, he, and it's just like, in fact, it was only two years later, but he seems to have aged a good 10 years. You know, he was, I mean, he was too old. He knew he was too old. I would say, as well. between pure eyes only and Octopussy, yeah. there's a. There's a is a quite a difference as well in those two years. Yes, there is. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is. But yeah, yeah, no, he is. I mean, and I think he knew it. I think he made. I think he made quite famous jokes about it before, he did. <laughs> during, and after. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, he knew something was wrong when when Tanya Roberts' mum, even even her mum was younger, younger than Roger Moore. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's obviously. You, we start getting into the realms. I know Roger Moore was never one to do his own stunts. He quite freely admitted that. But you get into the stage yeah. where, God, the bit know, there's even a bit where he's running. A, he's running in the house in the Stacey's house when he's getting yes. rid of the people come to, you know, with the, the gun load of salt. Um, there's a bit yes. where he runs yes. for the gun, and that's a stunt man. Yes, <laughs> and you know. Like, you know when you know it's like come on, come on, Roger, this is it. And yeah, um, yeah, 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 he's a stunt man because he's making a cup of tea, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but even though I've got it at um, twenty-two, as I said, from twenty-two onwards, I would quite happily watch it. I thoroughly enjoy it. I used yeah. to love, I used to love the eighties Bond films. Oh, completely. I still, yeah. I still will stand by the eighties Bond films. Cause a lot yeah, of people completely. The eighties Bond films. Uh, I do love the eighties Bond films. And um, it was one of the first pre-recorded, you know, when you started buying ones that almost you already had. Yes, you yeah. In a pre-recorded, beautiful yep, yep. you were two of the first ones I got. Yes, so, completely. Um, yep, yep, yeah. Uh, I, I, and I always do like Roger Moore because that's the ones, the ones that you used to grow up with. It's what we grew up with, you know. I, I'll always love Roger. I, I'm a staunch Roger Moore defender. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. He's great. I remember what, first watching a View to a Kill, actually, my, we went around my uncle's house, my uncle and aunt's house. And my uncle, uh, my mum's younger brother, is a massive Bond fan. Mm. And he had won a copy of the rent, the rental copy of a View oh, to a wow. Kill. Oh, wow. Wow. In a, in a copy in the paper, I think. Yeah. And okay. so he, because obviously the rental copies came out quite long before yes. the retail copy. Long time before they were on telly, they used to be bigger mm-hmm. boxes. If you yeah, the rental copy, it was about eighty quid. Yeah, it was expensive. So we won. It was quite. So we won. He'd won one in a competition, and so he had it. And I can remember us going there, and he put it on for me. And that's nice. the first time I saw of you to a kill. And yeah. I, I, I always, and then probably the next time is when it was first on telly. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I can always remember watching that. 
And yeah, I I do like it. I think you're right about Max Owen and Mayday. Christopher Walker and Grace Jones yeah. are great. They're fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. It's almost a shame they could bring Max Zorin back as a recurring baddie. Oh, I know. It'd be great. It'd be great. Yeah. They don't do that. I mean, I think they're going to do it with no time to die, but they, they mm. sort of stopped doing that after Blowfield a little bit. Jaws, yes, they did. Yeah, Jaws, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, that will come on to that a bit later. That's another mm. <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah. I, I I love your defensive of you to kill. Yeah. I suddenly think, oh, maybe I should put it a bit higher. Yeah. And that, so that was your number 16, wasn't it? Uh, that was, that's correct. So what's your number 15? Uh, number 15, uh, that'll be uh, uh, 1999's The World Is Not Enough. So, I my number 15 is Thunderball, but The World, okay. is, world is Not Enough was my number 16. Okay. Uh, which one? Go, okay, because we. Okay, World is Not Enough, and then we'll talk about Thunderball. Could we both yes. done Thunderball? Yeah, okay, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so The World is Not Enough. Um, yeah. I remember seeing this in the cinema and absolutely loving it. Yes, yeah, completely. <laughs> I was, yeah, yeah. Again, pre-title sequence, one of my absolute favourite pre-title sequences yeah. out of all 24 Bond films. Brilliant. Probably, probably the longest pre-title sequence. It was a good sort of 10, 15 minutes yeah, of, yeah, just, yeah. of just non-stop action. I just yeah. remember being this, just being tracked, going... I remember coming out of it and so and seeing it and talking with the people that I went to see it with, and I was like, "That's one of the best Bond films I've ever seen." Yeah, yeah, I can remember that, and I and also it was one of the first DVDs I bought. Yes, yes, it was. I was so excited about getting that on DVD. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was the first Bond DVD I got. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, and. I think arguably, I mean, I know I haven't put it ranked. Arguably, at times, I think it's better than Goldeneye. I uh, think, yeah, I, I think, think, and I, I think, think it's, it's a, a better film it, than Goldeneye. They're trying to do, they're trying to do something a bit different with it, mm. but mm. they're not willing to go that far. No, they're not no. willing to go as far as they have with Daniel Craig Bond films. No, they sort of, want, they sort of want to. Oh, I think they desperately want to. But they're trying. Well, you know yeah, what I mean. The, yeah, it, it's that it's that whole what do they call it? Like uh, was it uh, like fan service? Yeah, you know, yeah. like they, they want to because you know obviously there'd been that six year gap between License to Kill and Goldeneye for obviously various yeah. reasons. Yeah, uh, and then we got you know ninety five, ninety seven, ninety nine, and they were you know obviously Goldeneye was massive. Yeah, uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Um, well, I think it was bigger than Goldeneye, and it was yeah. a whole kind of like it. it and it was, you know, a, a piece, you know, like you said, there, there is, there's a few different bits in it, a few different elements. They try and get uh, him in at the beginning, so he's got like yes. a weakness, but yeah. he gets over that in about five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and having, and having <laughs> Sophie Marceau, what the, yeah. the mistake was, Sophie Marceau, Denise Richards shouldn't have been in it. No, 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 no. If they wanted a female scientist in it had just had a female scientist and her not being the bond woman yes yeah so then yeah. sophie marceau is the main bond woman even like i'll show because basically in this bond set i've got here mm. so every i don't know if you've seen this everyone has got a picture of whatever bond girl yes right nice. mm. get to a world is not enough yeah it's sophie marceau yeah well. <laughs> <laughs> well technically that shouldn't be the case it should be denise richards yes it should be denise richards yeah exactly yeah. so that's who it should be yeah um 
And even they are sort of suggesting, well, really, it should be Sophie Marceau. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to go that far, they're trying to go with him not ending, and they 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 sort of I think chicken out, and they sort of that introduction to these Richard, she comes in very late into the film, yes, she doesn't she do does. much, she's a no. nuclear physicist, Christmas Jones, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you know, and it's mm. um, I think the gadgets, there's lots of action in it, the gadgets are yeah. good, so yeah, lots great. of good stuff about that. Uh, as I say, the the John Cleese is it doesn't. It's not grating as much as Die Another Day because you still have Desmond and Llewellyn. Yeah, there. yeah, that, Desmond Llewellyn's final scene. Yeah, is yeah. that's yeah, wonderful. Yeah. It's wonderfully yeah. done. And wonderfully they didn't know it was going to be at the time. No, right? I know, I know, I know. It's, yeah, it's crazy. And then you have the sort of switch of out someone out for revenge, and it's. Yeah. I think that sort of intrigue, a little mystery, sort of more of a mystery to it. Yes. Um, Robert Carlyle, a really good baddie, and you think he's the main baddie, but yeah, actually, yeah. It's, no, I he's not. No. I, I think it's a, a really uh, underrated Bond film. I don't mm. know why. That's what I was thinking. Why have I got that so low? Because every time I watch it, I really yeah. enjoy it. No, and I do. Yeah, it's good. It's, yeah. And a lot of the time, I enjoy it more than any other Pierce Brosnan film. Mm. So mm. I think I do think Die Another Day is sort of sullied the other Piers Brosnan films because at that time, mm. the Piers Brosnan films, they were going, "Oh, they're brilliant. They're brilliant." Die yeah, Another yeah. Day. And people reevaluate. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Seem to re and then Daniel Craig comes as a very different bond yes. with a couple of absolute classics yes. films as well. And people yes. then look on the Pierce Brosnan era. Yeah, they've looked at it so harshly. It's kind of it's it's the one that's been reassessed but like actually no, he wasn't think, very good. You know, and, and a lot of people have, have done this about turn. Because yeah. if you were there like we were in that mid to late nineties period, people were falling over themselves. Yeah. In terms of how how much they loved the Brosnan Bond films, yeah, yeah. and and he was the best Bond. People were saying he was yes. the best Bond, best yeah. Bond since Connery. Yeah, all, you know, yeah, that I know. It's crazy thinking that now. Um, yeah. Slacking off the Do- the Dalton era. Yes, the, that, and the yeah. Roger Moore era. Yes, yeah, completely. Well. Yeah, you know, I so, mean, you know, I you know, whilst at the time I could get why they were calling the Roger Moore stuff cheesy and stuff, the fact that yeah, you know, the thing look you just brought it up then it was the fact that they were they started slagging off the dalton period i was like no i'm not having that because even <laughs> at the time you know i loved i loved the dalton movies always did always will and it, you know it was that whole kind of like reassessing what had gone before because they loved the present guy so much yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. uh, but in reality actually looking back at the, the brosnan films have a lot more in common with the roger moore films oh hugely hugely yeah then yeah. at times even the connery yeah. films yeah so, Especially as the as the sorry the Brosnan films went along, mm. I think yeah by the time we get to um, yeah world is not um, um, yeah world is not enough and especially Dying of the Day, you crossed over into Roger Moore territory completely, yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah. And know. I think the world is not enough is trying to be a little bit more serious and yeah. it is it is definitely in my opinion the second after after another one probably the second best Brosnan film but at times it mm. could be the best. I remember at the cinema. Been mm. absolutely away. Love. Absolutely yeah. love. Yeah. Good theme. Good theme as well. Good yes. theme. Actually, that. What? So, what are your favourite Bond themes? Because arguably, we don't get many good ones these days. No. No. Well. Um, yeah. No. That's true. That is true. Um, uh, I do think Chris Cadell's one is a grower. Oh, it's fantastic! Fantastic song. I didn't like it when I first heard it, which is often the way with Bond films. I do think Adele's one's very good. Yeah, Adele's good. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was always going to be though, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, let's be honest here, it's Adele. Sam so. Smith, Smith's one is 
awful. Um, I thought it was awful. Uh, I, 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 I love this, the track that Radiohead put forward. Yeah. Uh, the Spectre. That sh- I wish that was used. Yeah. You know, but but yeah. I can understand. I can understand why they used Sam Smith. Yeah. Well, they got it, a number one out of it. It was the first first number yeah. one. First one no, number the one. Second one there with Billie Eilish. I mean, yes, look, yeah. Billie Eilish, I like, but I'm not yeah. hundred. I don't love the no, theme. No, I don't think I it's think great. The, I think the problem with Bond themes, especially in the in the Brosnan and Craig era, is, is that they all mm. trying to sound like a Bond theme. Yeah, yeah. I think the best Bond theme, the best Bond themes, are the ones where they just write a song. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like Duran like, Duran, View to a Kill. Yeah, amazing, yeah. amazing song. It's it, got, it's got, it's got the Bond horn yeah, section in it. Yeah. But you know, and like, like, like Duran. exactly, like Living yeah. Daylights. It's, it's, yeah. it's just, it's a great aha song that Live just happens to be die. a Living Die. die. Amazing. It's, nobody does it better. Yeah amazing song it doesn't sound necessarily like a bond no not at all it's just a great ballad Um, and probably the only one that's done that of recent is probably the chris cornell one yes yes yeah Um, fantastic song i don't actually think the jack white alicia keys is as bad as some people no when i watched quantum of solace uh last week um i totally forgotten i was was watching it with my girlfriend and I totally forgotten that it was Jack White and Alicia Keys, and the song kicked in. I was like, "Oh yeah!" And I was like, "I'd forgotten how it's great. It's a great song." And I remember at the time, everyone was slagging it off. You know, I, th- I, think I was like, "That's a bit harsh, well. really." It's also we've we we I think the last few relied a little bit too much on ballads, or slow, yeah. moody, yeah. slow, slow moody, moody songs. Moody. Yeah. And sometimes when you want the bomb theme, yeah. that, when that kicks, when he sort of that. That sort of kicking and quite a solace from when he gets try and gets them out of the boot, yeah. and it goes into that sort of little riff. Yeah, it yeah. works really well. Yeah, it works it brilliantly. Works really well. It's great. Um, yeah. No, actually, the garbage world is not enough. Is quite good. Um, mm. I don't mind Cheryl Crow's. I no, it's great. Cheryl, I always call Cheryl Cole. Cheryl, Cheryl Cole. Cole. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Chill out, mate. Chill out. <laughs> Cheryl Crow's. Uh, yeah. uh, one and Fantastic. Tina Turner is okay, but uh, I was never a massive fan of that. It was, it was trying too hard to be like Shirley Bassey. All time high accepted. All four of those eighties films. Yes, yeah. All time high is not the best. But it's all right. Only, a View to a Kill, mm. Living Daylights, License yeah. to Kill. License to Kill, Gladys Knight. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, we um we were having a bit of a, a YouTube session on a Friday yeah. night, a few drinks and stuff. And we were all putting on songs. I put on, I, I put on the video, the promo video for License to Kill. And I love that song. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a great song. It is a great yeah, song. Yeah. I remember you having the single of that. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember buying it. I, I think, yeah, I would, I would have bought it from W.H. Smith, I think. I, I heard know. it. I don't, when you brought it around, was the first time I heard yeah. it. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was, you know, it's a big top ten hit. Crazy to think now that songs like that would get in the top ten. yeah. You know? yeah. The only single was a vinyl single I had um, was um, Living Daylights. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, but we'll come to that a little bit when I went Living Daylights mad. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think my favourite Bond theme is probably Live and Let Die. And obviously that's because I'm a, a big Beatles fan, a big Paul mm. McCartney fan. But I think probably live and let die is my favorite nobody does it betters up there for me yeah on, imagine, say, on imagine secret service theme 
yeah, yeah. is up there as well. You know, the only the, the only instrumental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always find Goldfinger overrated. Everybody always yeah. goes on about. Yeah, it's overrated and it's overplayed. I yeah. think that's you know my yeah. favorite. Actually, my favorite Shirley Bassey theme uh, is uh, "Dimes Are Forever." Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but also, even, I even, find everybody tries to copy Goldfinger. And that's, that's the, the problem. problem. That's probably still. still tr- yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> they still try and do it now. That whole kind of big, bold, brassy, sassy yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. just big Bond song, and it's just. You don't have to do that. No, no, you, you don't. Really just don't, sometimes you know. I think just write a song. It's just uh, write a really good song. Yeah. yeah. And who who would you have liked to have seen do a Bond theme that hasn't? I mean, because people there's really good Because uh, there's always with people that were banded around, mm. and I think we've had a missed opportunity. And a lot of them is because they're only popular in a certain country. Yeah, that was the problem. There's, you've got now. You've got now. Obviously, Billy Eilish is American, but yeah. you've got now more British acts popular in the US and the UK. So yes. they sort of have tended to go back to using British acts like Sam Smith, like Adele. Mm. Slightly mm. surprised Ed Sheeran hasn't been tapped up yet. Yeah, no, it's, yeah that um, is true. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, that's, that's a really, really good question. I mean, it would be nice to, I don't know, maybe something like, I don't know. More duets would be good, like they did with Alicia Keys and Jack White. You know, yeah. two two people from completely different worlds yeah. in terms of music. You know, you got obviously Alicia Keys with the pop and the R and B, and Jack White from you know garage rock and yeah. that kind of music. You know, uh, you know, I don't know, mashing up two two kind of different musical scenes. Like I I don't know, like um. Uh, I'm just trying to remember. Trying to think of it. I'm trying to think. Trying to think of it. Well, I think in the mid '90s like, they they made yeah. they probably missed a trick with not having a a big Britpop band. Yeah, Britpop band. Yeah, but yeah. They but they weren't always popular in America. You see. Yeah, that was the problem. I, I, that's I problem. always yeah. always remember mid '90s. You thinking, oh, there could be someone they really choose here, like a yeah. Blur Oasis. or something. Yeah, Oasis, but it was Tina yeah. Turner. I was yeah. like Tina Turner yeah. at the time, and well, I can yeah. understand Cheryl Crow. She was very popular at the time, yeah. late '90s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, garbage was probably the closest they got to doing that mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but um i i've got i know pulp did a yes they did tomorrow never dies which is yeah. so you had the they, side eventually yeah on uh help the aged wasn't it um, but yeah, they yeah. had a they had a lot of different bands put forward songs for tomorrow never dies uh ace of bass yeah. put one forward for tomorrow oh. never dies yeah <laughs> well, I, I think the end credit one Katie Lang's yeah, it's great. It's, it's was, a great song. Was the it was originally gonna be yes. the theme song. Mm. Yeah, David Arnold wrote it and he wrote did yeah, the he music did. for it. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's a good song. But yeah, I, I think I'm slightly surprised Robbie Williams didn't in his peak. Yeah, but again, he was nothing in America. He could get arrested in America. No one knew who he was. <laughs> no, no, no. So that's why he lives over there. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Hello. Do you know me? Hello. Uh, so. Obviously, because he did samples of, you know, Live Twat. Uh, yeah, exactly, Twat. yeah. yeah. I, I, remember, I remember all the rumours at the time when Millennium came out yeah, that yeah. Yo and, was going to do a bump theme and all that. And that album did have a lot of strings it and did, yeah. even though, even, allusion to it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if anything, it would have been Around the World Is Not Enough or Die Another Day would have mm-hmm. been the period he would have done it, because that yeah, was his yeah, peak, yeah, it his was. peak period. Yeah. Um, mm. But... 
Yeah, I mean, there was a slight odd choices, like Rita Coolidge doing all-time high early 80s is an odd choice. Yeah, it's a strange one. Yeah. I don't mind the song. Pulp did a really good version yeah, of that. They did, they did. Oh, the yeah, David yeah, Arnold yeah. album. Yeah, really good version. Yeah. Um, so that's a bit of a... I always thought that was a bit of an odd choice because mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think at that point in time, 1983, I, I think you could have got someone and, and a lot of our acts in the UK were popular over in America. They were, yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why Duran Duran did it. You know, that's... Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the famous story there was it was uh, john taylor the bassist of duran duran drunkenly went up to uh, albert broccoli at a party and says so when are you going to get a decent band to do a bond theme yeah. and that's how duran yeah. duran ended up you know and rightfully so because it's one of the very best i think yeah, it went to number one in america theme. went to number one in the u.s have you two killed it it did it, previous it did. to sam it smith did. it actually was the most successful charting bond theme it was yeah, Bond thing because it was number two in the UK, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then number yeah, America. number one in America. Yeah, Didn't it die? Yeah. Got to number nine in the UK. I know it's crazy. The, the um, Guns N' Roses cover was a was a was a bigger chart and hit, I think. Um, and um, a load of people have covered "Live and Let Die." There's I can't I remember who covers it. Oh, yeah. oh, Jerry Halliwell has, has yes. covered "Live yes. and Let Die." Um, the um, uh, I mean, Goldfinger uh, didn't even get in the top. 20 i know it's crazy yeah i know it's crazy yeah. um i mean i think the first top 10 bond theme was um was live the net die it was yeah 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 i think you're right so um the golden gun didn't even chart no it didn't it didn't so it's, well, that's one of the worst it's one of the worst themes anyway it is, it is. It is, it's, it's, it's terrible so so, yes, I think Live and Let Die is my favourite one. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, Live and Let Die, View to a Kill, um, Living Daylights, and uh, nobody nobody does it better. I think they're probably the ones. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, right, so we were gonna we, we just talked about World is Not Enough. So I had 15 yes. Thunderball. What, t- what number did you have Thunderball at? Uh, number 18. 18. So, right, so we could both talk about Thunderball. Yes. Um, wasn't this one of the first ones you got on pre-recorded video? I can remember it was. It was the first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let, let, let's take you kids back in time. It would have been 1987. Yeah. Uh, it was obviously the 25th anniversary of Bond. Uh, they, they, I think it was the first time that they like released the Bond films. Like all in what like re-released all the bomb films all in one go. They had like like silver kind of spines on the VHS cassettes. Yeah. Um. They had really cool kind of artwork on the cover. Yeah. And uh, I remember I remember going to like a gun barrel thing. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I remember going to. It would have been summer of 1987. Um. Uh. It was my grandparents had come down to visit, and we were all in um. Um, the shop, big shop at the centre of Peterborough called uh, Queensgate, and I remember my, gra- my grandma saying to you, saying to me, uh, "I'm going to buy you um, a video." Uh, I was like, "Oh, you know, can I get a James Bond film, please?" And she was like, "Yep, yeah, you can, you know, choose whichever one you want, and any way you want, <laughs> any one you want, right?" This is the thing, right? So, so this would have been '87. So basically, I, I had the choice of every Bond film from Doctor No up to. Uh, View to a Kill was probably out on video then as well. So it would have been Dr. No to View to a Kill. 
Well, prob- I probably and, and I, I remember, yeah, it was a massive... did have choice for all of them. It wasn't yeah, like, all of them. oh, there's just I one remember, or two. I remember going in there, right? There was a massive display. Because it was a big thing, obviously. 25th anniversary of Bond, right? Massive display. All the videos on like three, three or four shelves. All of them. You know, and like four or five copies of each. And I chose Thunderball. <laughs> <laughs> what's funny is you what's funny is you could have chosen a few to a kill, which probably at that time had never been on telly. I know. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. And I chose I, I don't know why. I think it was I think it was the fact it was one that I either hadn't seen or had only watched once. Yeah. I think I, I think that you probably was. Probably haven't I, seen it. I bet you I, probably haven't seen. I'm it. trying to justify. I'm, well, I'm trying to work out my 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 thinking at the time. It must have been I was I was going to choose one because bear in mind they were 15 quid. Yeah, yeah. And 15 and quid in 1987 was a lot of money. And I'm no. not I'm not blaming anyone here, but maybe your grandparents or your parents did say, get one that you haven't seen. Yeah, it probably would have been. It, yeah, yeah. They, which is they a fair, have, which is a fair. Fifteen quid even at the time was expensive for a video. That was a lot of money. A lot of money. There's a lot of money. Um oh, and it's two now. I bet you it's about twenty five to thirty quid. Twenty five quid. Twenty yeah, yeah. You can you can virtually double it, I think. Yeah, yeah you can virtually yeah. double it. Imagine that. Imagine that. Well, it's twenty five you know, pounds um, for a new four K Blu ray now. Yeah, I know so, it's crazy. It's, it's, I know, and it, yeah, but you think you know, twenty five pounds now, you you wouldn't think twice about it. It's, it's just twenty five quid. You know what I mean? That's nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I know it's so, crazy. I, I chose. Yeah, I chose. <laughs> well, trouble is, as a kid, it is the 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 at the time the the underwater sequences were were really good. At the time it was filmed. Yes. Yes. The underwater sequences, yeah. but does slow the action down incredibly. No, it does. What, what were they? What, what, it was the first time that Bond got nominated for Academy Award, and I th- I'm sure it was for the underwater effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know. And, and it I was like, you know, you've got to think. Put that in context. You know, put that in context at the time. Mm. You know, you know what was it? Uh, 1965. You know, th- those underwater shots are in- they're incredible, yeah. absolutely and, incredible, and they still look and, great. And I think up to Goldeneye, I think it's Goldeneye. Up to Goldeneye. Adjusted for inflation, this was the mm-hmm. most successful Bond thing film. It was. It was huge. It was huge. This was peak you know. Bond. Peak Bond Connery. mania. Yeah, peak Bond, Bond mania. The last time Connery put in a performance <laughs> as well. Yes, I'd agree. With yeah, yeah. I'd, yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I think, think even by this point, he was, you know. Well, I think why I've got it, I think it is Connery's second worst after Diamonds Are Forever, but I still do think it has that great 60s vibe that Bond films oh, do. It's the first one in that big widescreen. Yeah, widescreen, yeah. Um, Especially when they get to like Nassau, it looks yeah, incredible. Yeah. It's so the, lush. The Blu-rays, you know, so the, these Blu-rays look incredible in HD. Mm-hmm. They've done an mm-hmm. absolute amazing job of this, especially the 60s ones. Yes. Of yes. How good they look. And it almost looks at times, it almost looks like they've been filmed now, but set yeah. in the 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they look at, and it looks brilliant. And I I prefer Thunderball now than what I did when I was a kid, I think. Uh, no, yeah, I do. I do. I do. I think it's I still, it's... very slow. Yes. Um, but yeah. There is good elements. It's like it's, at that time it was the longest bomb film. It feels longer. It feels yes. more epic. 
yeah. Um, I think it was the first Bond film that went over two hours. I think. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I I um, love is and. It was kind of the first Bond film that had those what I call travel log sequences. Yeah. Just beautiful, lush sequences of these amazing exotic locations. Yeah. You know, and it, and it, and that just pop out, and they still pop out the screen now. You know. And, it's, and there's you know, some great Sean Connery moments as well when. Oh God, he, yeah. He pretends he's not good at clay pigeon shooting yes. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was really brilliant. Oh, it's not, yeah. is it? And all that type of thing. And um, yeah. the bad the casino, the bad. Yeah, the casino, the casino sequences are great. And yeah. Mystery of who Spectre yes. are. She hasn't seen Blowfield yet. And um, what's the name of the baddie? Largo, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Emilio Largo. Yeah. 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 And he's a good baddie, even though it's quite obvious yeah. his voice has been dubbed over. <laughs> yeah. Especially everyone's voice was dubbed in that film, I think. Yeah. Uh, I I I in all, I think it, it it definitely even though the, as I say the underwater sequences are great it slows down the action quite considerably. Yes, um, no, it does. It really does. It really does. Actually, um, watching it on it would have been on watching the Blu-ray version now. I think actually makes it better, and they've done a real good mix of the sound because apparently. Oh, nice. Mix the sound up. It was always one where the sound was something wrong with the sound with Thunderboy. Yeah, yeah. And they okay. track it, and it, and it sounds really good as well. Oh, nice. The surround sound, so it, it does hold up Thunderball. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it. Uh, what what don't you like about it? Because obviously it's still uh, quite low. Yeah, um, I think it's yeah the underwater sequences as amazing as they are. Looking at them now. Um, it does slow the action down so much. Yeah. And uh, I think I think I think the final end sequence I always thought was a bit rubbish. Yeah. The, the way the jump, the horrible jump cuts, and the yeah. way it's sped up. Yeah. You know that yeah. whole kind of the final fight between Bond and Largo on the boats, yeah. and, and and the way they just throw that guy off the boat as well. That always annoyed me. Um, you know, and quite uh, often was in 60s films, don't get me wrong, but yeah. it's quite obvious it's on a back projected screen, yeah, of course, yeah, it's <laughs> all yeah. so, you know, but it, that's the thing is because you know, the rest of the film looks and still does look so amazing. That whole back projection bit just it just looks awful and it's like sped up and it's and you know, I, I was never a fan of the um, uh, uh, what do you call it, like the health farm sequence, I always thought that was really yeah. slow slow and, and, you know, and the, the sequence of them of the of the the air pilot crashing into the yeah the, yeah yeah the, that, missiles it, yeah that, that whole that whole bit goes on for about like 15 20 minutes and they yeah. could have they could have shortened that to about five minutes and it would have been yeah. great i think you know um but there yeah but, no, you no, know, I, but the good bits are so like the bit where um during the junk canoe sequence in nassau where they're chasing Bond through the big Mardi Gras parades, and yeah, and yeah. and and when Bond and Fiona end up dancing in the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang Club, that sequence is one of is one of my favourite Connery sequences. Yeah. It's so well done, yeah. you know. And when she gets shot, it's brilliantly done. And the music, the way the music kind of builds up, and yeah, amazing. And she's a good character, Fiona, because she doesn't do about she doesn't do about her. She's a bad. Yeah, this is yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, there's yeah. no sort of, oh, okay, Bond, you you convinced me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, it's not like a like a complete switcheroo. It no, is no, a, 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 she not is, yep. 
badly and she will yeah. not be turned. This is what no. she's she works for Spectre. Yeah. This yeah, is what exactly. she's doing. Mm. Um, even, yeah, still, even think, I... still think it's better than Never Say Never Again though. But we don't need oh. to talk about them. No, well, <laughs> I'm happy to talk about Never Say I'm a sports <laughs> Never Say Never Again um uh, defender, but yes, you're right. You're right. Let's yeah, that'll be for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, then. So Thunderball was my number 15 and your number 16, wasn't it? And uh, my number 18. Uh, we, yeah, right. we, we, uh, so, uh, hang on. So where are we next? I think it's your number 14, I think, is next. Uh, no, my number 14 was World Is Not Enough. Ah, right. So we've talked about that one. Okay. Oh, no, no. Sorry. No, my number 15 was World Is Not Enough. Sorry. We're on to <laughs> my number 14. Yeah. My number 14 is Spectre. Ooh. Okay. My number 14 is Octopussy. What? So, 13 what? for you. 13 for you. <laughs> no, no, I'm not having this. I'm not having this. <laughs> uh, it's, it's mid, it's almost mid there. It is mid there. 13 mid, for you. Yeah. Mid table mediocrity for Octopussy. Uh, I'm not having that, mate. Some people would put that lower. You look at some, you look at some. I know, uh, I do. I know, um, yeah, yeah. Bottom, if not at the bottom, sometimes. Uh, number thirteen for you. Uh, my number thirteen is Moonraker. Ah, right. So I had Moonraker all the way down to number twenty-one. So let's talk about Moonraker. Now you've got it almost. Well, obviously the next one is mid-table, but we don't. Yes. And obviously we yeah. don't know where No Time to Die is going to fit in. It'll be interesting when yes. that comes out. We'll you know yes. maybe we'll yeah, have yeah, a chat. Yeah. No time to die. And yeah, I'd agree with that. Which, yeah, like a kind of like a first reaction kind of video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah that'd be good. Yeah. However, we watch it cinema in, back in in 2023 when it eventually yeah, comes yeah. out. <laughs> when I retire, <laughs> the world has to be vaccinated before MGM will. Uh... Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Moonraker. Moonraker. Um, some a film probably more than any other in this list that has had one heck of a renaissance with me over the really? past five years. Yeah. I think if we'd done this list, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, Moonraker would have been at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, um, when I was a kid, um, it would have been one of the first ones that I saw. It was one of the ones that ITV always used to show back in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, and I loved it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I remember, I, re- I remember one day being, like sent home from junior school because I wasn't very well. Yeah. And I remember going home and 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 and, and being really excited because I thought, oh, brilliant! I can get home and watch Moonraker. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I might be wrong there. You know about Thunderball. I reckon Moonraker yeah. might have been the big, most successful Bond film. Actually. Yeah, yeah. I think but, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then when I became a teenager and, you know, kind of thought I was all kind of cool and well-read and stuff, I was like, oh, no, Moonraker, awful, rubbish, yeah. Star Wars rip-off, terrible, awful yeah. film, Jaws, well, that's awful. What, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, that's yeah. why they made it. Yeah. I mean, cause yeah, of course. It's supposed course. to be, if you look at the end of Spy Love Me, the next film yes. is Your Eyes Open. So right. and then, the only and reason then, suddenly and Moonraker then, is there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because a little-known film called Star Wars came out, you know, and it was like, oh, okay, that's what we got to do. Um, but yeah, it was, and it was like, I don't know, yeah. Five years ago, ten years ago, maybe uh, I don't know. Um, watching Moonraker again, and I has, I had a lovely time watching it. It just made me, it made me laugh. I, it's again probably like View to a Kill, a pure nostalgic, warm, 
cuddle from yeah, Jaws, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, um, but I had a wonderful time watching it. Yes, there is there are so many awful bits in it. I think if you take Jaws out of it and you take out the cable car sequence, just yeah. edit them out, yeah. it would make a really, really good Bond movie. Well, I think the well, I, I I think you know that there are some genuine really good bit. I think the pre-title sequence is amazing. Mm. The whole skydiving sequence, brilliant. Um, it, there's a lot of dark sequences, isn't it? When Bond's oh, doing yeah, the yeah. whole kind of like um, gravity thing, uh, the bit where the girls getting chased through the forest with the Dobermans, amazing, yeah. uh, unbelievable. Um, even you know the bits where they where Bond goes into space. I think it's filmed so well. It looks incredible. I think it still looks really good. Yeah. The whole end sequence where where, where they're chasing um, the things, that, you know, uh, the virus and trying to destroy those three kind of virus pods. I think it's done so yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. No, and no, every- it's generally it's yeah. generally quite tense as well. That yeah, it could, yeah. And, and I agree. Really I think, well. I think, and I and I think the issue with this film is the ch- shifting of tones. Yeah, that's it's the incredible. problem. Yeah, you know, you have well. these darker elements and these good elements, and, and as you say, that bit in with the G-force um, yeah, simulator amazing, is in. It actually shows brilliant. him a bit more vulnerable, which Roger yes. Moore didn't always show no. uh, in his films. Um, and um, as you say, when when uh, she's chased down by the the dogs, and there's the bit yes. where Bond's with the shooting, and he goes, "You missed." Yeah. Did I? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's great. It's great stuff. So good. But I agree with. Yeah. I don't mind yeah. Jaws being in it, but mm. I don't like the switch. The switch again. The switch no, is annoying. The switcheroo. No. Meets yeah. a girl. Who, yeah. It meets a girl. Falls in love. Then suddenly goes. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to be a goodie. I'm going to be a goodie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's spent two films trying to kill him. <laughs> he appears in the title sequence for no reason. How did not Bond know Jaws was on that plane? Exactly. Look at the size of him. Compared to the size, <laughs> the plane size is like a two seater. Yeah. It's the size of a mini. How did you not know Jaws was there? Yeah. So, Bond could argue while he was sitting in the front, but he's a spy. He should be known. Yeah, he should know everything. Yeah. Um, no. All that type of thing. The the the, the double take the double take pigeon. Pigeon. Um, <laughs> when when, some, when, I, when I was a kid. <laughs> You know, because we all did this, right? Don't lie. We all did this, right? We had those certain sequences of films on VHS, and we would, as soon as that sequence had finished, we'd rewind, watch it again. We all did it, right? Doesn't matter what film it was, we all had those bits uh, where we'd rewind it and rewind it. I must have watched the uh, gondola sequence when I was a kid so many times. I, 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 I was. I, I used to sit there and I used to be so excited because the gondola scene was coming up where, you know, where it turns into the speedboat and stuff. I loved that. <laughs> I was like, absolutely I loved it. I think Moonraker <laughs> is one of the Bond films I've seen the least. Really? And not necessarily huh? by choice. I think it, it just so happened I didn't have it taped off the telly f- for a while and all that type. I don't know why, but I, f- mm. I always feel it's the one I've, haven't, I've seen one of the least, apart from some, obviously some of the Daniel Craig ones. Great, of course, um, yeah. Um, yeah. of the sort of the old lot. Um, mm-hmm. I, I always feel it's one of the ones I've seen least. Some, of, I think, a bit later on, a little bit by choice, but I mm-hmm. think I just didn't have it. Um, okay. But I, I do think actually some of that that bit where it once again at the sort of Mardi Gras where Jaws is in that bit, big oh, suit, he's hunting down brilliant. the girl. That is absolutely brilliant. That is, yeah, that that is, and that is you, that 
that is the genuine good thing about Jaws. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what makes that scene really unsettling? There's yeah. no, mu- no music. No, no, no. It's brilliant. She, Absolutely and, brilliant. So the, it's quite well acted by the actress playing it because she just knew something. She, she looks at it and, she, and then yeah. she knows something isn't quite right. Yeah, now, just yeah. imagine, that's the first time you saw Jaws in the whole yeah, film. Yeah, exactly. That's where he comes into the film. Yeah. Yeah. Get get rid of the whole cable car sequence. The whole his his name's Jaws. He kills people. And all that, you know, <laughs> get rid of all of that. It's terrible, you know. The cable car sequence. I can't remember. Uh, it's, um. Oh, it's after. Yeah, it's after. After. Yeah, it's after. Yeah, that's when he goes to Rio. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 You're right. And uh, I, I think you'd, you, I think that would prove it much more effective. Oh, much completely, effective. completely. And then there's a little bit of them floating around in space, which once again, sometimes some of those Bond films could have done with a little bit of an edit, edit down. Yes. This is where sometimes Bond probably suffered um, um, against thing films like Spielberg films and yes, some of the action absolutely. films of the eighties, where it was which was a bit more faster paced. And sometimes yeah. Bond films don't have that fast pace. Sometimes that's good, but sometimes it probably could be trimmed five or ten minutes. Moonraker. Yeah, probably a bit more than that. I'd say you take take twenty minutes out of it. I think yeah. it would be a genuine, really, really good yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and also and um and Holly Goodhead is 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 a fine Bond woman in it. Oh, she's know, great. She's great. Yeah, strong, strong, independent right. FBI. Yeah. She's slightly under slightly underrated one actually because she's capable. She she proves you know she's she helps Bond. She's part of the plot. You know, mm. she's there the whole way through. She doesn't sort of come on in the last, come in in the yes. last half hour. Yeah, exactly. All that time. Um, so no, um, I, I think it's just the varying tones and what it wants to be, and it's quite obvious that, he, you know, the actual original Moonraker plot of the book of a missile against London is a really good plot that they didn't bother doing. Yeah, it's and, a shame, really. Uh, it's and, a shame. It's, it's, it's good. It's, it's, it's one of the best books. Yeah. Yeah. Really so, um, okay. So that's your number. I'm sorry to lose the numbers. Uh, number 13. 13. Okay. So what's so, your number 12? So we're halfway uh, through. Your number 12 is. Uh, right. Goldfinger. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all I can say about that. number eleven. Oh, sorry, my number twelve is oh, you only live twice. Yeah, I say number thirteen. My number thirteen is for your eyes only. My number twelve is you only live twice. So, oh, what's okay. your number? Well, no, we should talk about you might live twice then, because oh, that yeah, was course, um, yeah. what number that was my number twenty. Uh, number twenty. Wow. So, wow. I think the reason why I've got this one up high is because it is one of the quintessential Bond films. Everything in this, if 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 somebody said show me a typical Bond film, right. I think you only know, twice would be there to show. Um, okay, That's interesting. There's a few uh, issues with it, especially in that yeah. this day and age, there's a number of issues with it. <laughs> um, yeah, but sort of that aside, it's I think it's got the best Blofeld. Definitely, Donald Pleasance is a great Blofeld in that. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, I mean, my favourite is Telly Savalas, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you've got li- Little uh, little Nelly, Secret. Yeah. Plays well filmed. Wonderful. Looks, wonderful. once again, looks great on these remastered. Yes, Blue. yeah. That scene looks great. Um, mm. 
and it's quite tightly paced. It's under two hours, so it, it moves mm. along quite nicely compared yes. to what Thunderbolt does. It moves along quite nicely, and you've got that big bass at yes. the end. Oh, it's um, amazing. It's incredible to think now that that was actually a set. They yeah. built all of that. It's crazy. Yeah. It always makes you sort of think there's always like little little corridors of it and everything. Yeah. When you're a kid, you're like, yeah. oh, I wish I could explore that. It just yeah, felt like yeah, 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 yeah. With like, the monorail and all that. Yeah, yeah no, totally. Um, and the um, Aki dying is 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 actually quite a mm. sort of touching sequence and bond. And Conry plays that quite well with sort of that sort of remorse and but having to look. Let's carry it on with the job in hand. Um, yes. I mean, the ninja stuff used to be completely edited out on TV. Yeah, I know, I know. I remember the first time I saw that on, you know, well, eventually, like through the through the early nineties, was buying all the bomb films on VHS uh, on pre-record, and I remember the yeah, I think that was the one that had the most edited out yeah. on telly. Like, there's a whole kind of ten minute, whole ten minute sequence where I was like, I've never it's, seen this before. That, like, this is amazing. Now, when I watch it, I'm like. Because I had You Only Live Twice on, it was one of the ones I had always had on video, recorded yeah. off the TV. So it's one yeah. of the probably one of the ones I've seen the most, You Only Live Twice. Yeah. And yeah. even now when I watch You Only Live Twice and I see mm. that bit, it feels odd that being in it. Yeah, <laughs> the whole bit with, with the with the Spectre agents who's going to be yeah. trying, who's trying to kill it. You know, it's yeah, amazing. I mean, That's a really good sequence. Because yeah. in the 80s, you weren't allowed anything to do with ninjas on British TV. That was no. the reason. Yeah, that's why Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had to change their name to the Hero Turtles. Well, you still had to use yeah. nunchucks or anything no, like that. That was no, all edited out of the Ninja Turtles live-action mm-hmm. film. All mm-hmm. of that type of thing. It was even edited yeah. out an episode of Doctor Who, the video. Oh, really? When there was somebody with wow. nunchucks. Um, so, 80s, wow. early 90s, it, you know, Ninja was no way. You know, now no you've got, way, like, yeah. You've Ninjago with all that yeah, stuff on it. <laughs> which my which my four year old loves. It's like yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Even, times have changed. Times even, have changed. Even now the um the when I watch you live twice that bit is seems odd being in it because I was so yes. used to watching yeah. off the telly on Completely. this big version of that. Um, I think it's even one of the ones that I had recorded off the telly on Betamax and then when we moved to VHS I recorded it again on VHS. So it was one of the ones I always had. Yeah, um, yeah. That Live and Let Die um, was sort of the ones that we always had. Um, but obviously you've got it fairly low at 20. So what, what's yeah. your opinion on your Live Twice? I think my biggest issue was Connery. Yeah. Very disinterested. It looks very. It, it was for me that this was the first time that he phoned it in, and then he took that to another level with uh, with Darms Are Forever. Um, I think um, I don't know. It just kind of has this really kind of. I think that's my biggest issue. It just has this really kind of disinterested look on his face. Um, my well. Yeah, I think that is my biggest issue. Look, there, there are, you know, the whole bit with uh, where he gets, you know, the plastic surgery to look like a Japanese fisherman, and then he goes, then he goes, <laughs> no, he goes, he goes, goes swimming, and it all falls off. It's just like, well, what was the point? You know, uh, you know, the, you know the, the whole sequence, um, you know, the whole kind of drawn out sequence of when you know doing the whole kind of fake marriage and all that. It was just, you know. 
you know and i i, I, I don't i don't know I, as much as i love i love that end sequence it's it is amazing the, the last half an hour is incredible yeah uh, i just i don't know it's just austin powers i think <laughs> i don't know if austin yeah, powers is, is what you, mean, yeah. you want to live twice for me you know, yeah, know. um kissy suzuki's probably the first yeah. time there's a bond girl that's been added in because he needs to end up with a girl at the end he's to be yeah that's the yeah the, yeah the, yeah that was you know that, it's kind of like died quite a long way into the film yes yes completely and Kissy Suzuki, which once again, she's not even named. No, she's not until the end sequence, yeah. yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't actually think there's necessarily anything wrong with her performance because she's still all, and she's still part of the, you know, she's part of the crew going into the base and all that type yeah. of thing. There's no yeah, yeah. issue with it, but it's probably, and a little bit what they did, well, this happened a little bit in the world is not enough. It's an issue where they he needs to, almost, he has to end up with someone at the end yeah um, yeah yeah um yeah i know what you're saying about you know live twice uh, but again but again like with the same as thunderball really it had that whole widescreen lushness yeah. with the with the travelogue stuff because you gotta think 1969 no 60 67 okay. yeah 67 just came out no one had seen really like japanese kind of culture and stuff on on yeah. big in big western film productions and it looks incredible. It yeah. looks like something yeah. out of the future, like yeah. you always expected kind of Tokyo and all these kind of places yeah. to look like. And, it, you know, it, those whole sequences are amazing. The whole little Nelly sequence is, is incredible. Absolutely. And the fact, the fact that that was, it was a real thing, mm. you know, that wasn't something made for the film. Yeah. It was, it was an actual guy who'd made this little helicopter. And he does, you know. and, and like Thunderball, obviously there are some couple of sequences of close-ups of Connery, but yeah. it doesn't look all against backdrop. No, 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 no. It, you know, um, but yeah, I'd, and I, I never liked the um, uh, the pre-title sequence. That the whole, I never, I kind of understood why they did that whole thing of, of, of making it look like Bond's dead when they know he's alive anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's just like the whole, you know, the whole thing. It's just like, nah. And his enemies, oh, your enemies won't know, but then he, he gets involved in a spectre plot straight off anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the whole thing is, you know. Just, if, if he went to know. the ground for a couple of years, I'd understand. Yeah, exactly. It. Exactly. But, you know, <laughs> it was so just five, five minutes later. It was like, oh, okay, right. Yeah. yeah. You know, Back but, you know, there are good. Yeah, exactly. You know, the whole bit in the, in, um, the whole fight with that guy in the uh osato chemical plant in the office yeah. where you know that's a good sequence i like that but yeah i think it was austin powers that ruined this film for me <laughs> to be honest yeah. i think that's the Fair biggest enough. thing you know, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. so i've got that at number 12 which is bang on halfway so okay. um what did you have as your number 12 again uh my number 12 was uh goldfinger right oh yes 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 so What's your number 11? <laughs> uh, my number 11. See, now we're starting to get into the cream of the crop for me. You, see? <laughs> you know, you know, yep. this was it was quite hard actually getting these in some sort of order. Oh, and I, I think know. if it's, I, you know, it's, it's, it's very hard. Um, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, right. My number 11 is Man with the Golden Gun. Okay, so I've got that at 20. Yeah. 
Which um, I was very disappointed about, by the and, way. Uh, I, <laughs> to me, it's a very typical 70s Bond film, and it yeah. has a little bit of that air that Diamonds Are Forever has. That little bit of that, it's all a joke, uh, slight smugness about it. Yeah, yeah. Quite so much. I mean, I love Living Let Die. We'll find out later. But yeah. Uh, and but I just find that the man with the golden gun has that. And Roger Moore's still not quite right as Bond. They don't know whether to have him like a bit harder, like Connery, or yeah. And, yeah, no, yeah, I'd agree with that. And um, I think also Mary Goodnight is that is that Tiffany Case. <laughs> Yeah. Type of, yeah. and that and that really always just frustrates me. I mean, how on earth she's supposed to be a secret agent? I know, right? <laughs> if she could be, anyone could be. <laughs> I know. So I know. Um, I know. Sort of, and you know, once again, she ends up in a bikini at the end, doing rubbish yeah. stuff, not helping really at all, hindering no. rather than yeah, 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 yeah. It's for the only Bonfield that I want Christopher Lee to win because <laughs> he's so good at it. Yeah, he's, he's wonderful in it. One of one of one of one of the one of the one of the best yeah, Bond yeah. baddies, you know. Yeah. Because it's the whole thing. Like I was like, some of Bond's best baddies are the ones that are kind of like a mirror a mirror image of Bond. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. No. Bringing back Sheriff Sheriff J W Peppers unnecessary. You've yeah, but I. And when someone puts a boss it up, I know. That everyone oh, could play. Yeah. Um, you've got double stunt, which is yeah. like almost a comedy score. Yeah. And yeah. I, I know. Uh, I, 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 have I convinced you? Why, are you thinking to yourself, actually, this is a bit high? <laughs> no. No, because for many, many years, this has been one of my one of my favourites. No. You know, yeah, uh, I love I love the pre-title sequence. It's one of my favourite pre-title sequences. I love the fact that that B- Bond's not in that pre-title sequence. I think it's brilliantly done. Uh, the yeah, yeah. the um, it's one of my favourite car chase sequences. You know, you know, comedy flute aside, <laughs> uh, that still doesn't ruin it for me. I think it's so the, the fact that that stunt was done once. He did it once. Oh yeah, no, you know, first time. Which makes Incredible. it more annoying that they put that bit yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have an issue with J.W. Pepper in it. I really, I'm a staunch J.W. Pepper defendant. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that, I love the fact that um, he, he's in it. The whole sequence is, always made me laugh with him when I was a kid. It still made me laugh now. I love Nick Knack. Uh, I love the set play. Again, the lush travel log sequences, it, you know, like the Scaramanga's Islands. Oh, yeah. No, oh, my Goals is you know that whole sequence in the end bit where Bond's like flying under the radar, you know that whole sequence of of the plane finding yeah. the island is unbelievable. I love Scaramanga's Funhouse. Um, I like I really like Knickknack. Um, the whole sequence with um um the Secret Service based on the sunken ship I think is really well done. Um. I said the only thing that I don't like about the film is the theme because the theme is rubbish. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but, 
Um, no, I always enjoy. I, I know it, it's an incredibly quotable one. I remember when we yeah, always, always, and it's one of the ones that I watched. As I say, I think it, I think it's one of the first ones I watched. It's yeah. one that I had on taped off the TV. Yep. Yep. Uh, from quite early. You know, I, 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 I had it on VHS. So it was when we got our VHS. It, it had that taped off the TV, and I watched that a lot. So I watched them, um, and I've seen it a lot. But I don't know. I just, I just, it's, it's <laughs> the seventies ones are, are a mixed bag for me. They um, are. They're very hit and miss. Um, and um, especially as um, right. So was was that your number twelve or your number eleven? Uh, that was my number eleven. Okay, so my down. number eleven was Doctor No. So okay, that um, was my number twenty-two. Wow, yes. So I was surprised you had Doctor No so low. Mm. Um, so I'm just looking at the ones that we haven't had. Um, yeah, that we haven't had um yet from me, and so Doctor No is that one so what why why would you put dr no so low um i guess it's nothing i think it's part it's partly the fact that you know whilst there are many many good things about it and obviously every film franchise has to start somewhere yeah. you know it just does uh and you know there's a lot of elements already in place in that first film you know Con- you know connery is amazing in it he's amazing in it he's great he looks incredible um, no he's james bond yeah oh, god, completely. Bond. oh my no, god yeah. no, sort of. no one no one in the history of film has ever looked cooler in a suit yeah. than sean connery in, yeah. in the early 60s just incredible um i think my problem with it is it's very slow not a massive amount happens. It, I don't know, you know, I don't know. It's, for me, it's just very, I don't know. It's neither brilliant or bad. It's, it's, it's just kind of very meh, middle. I don't know. It's not one of those films where like, oh, you know, like a, you know, like a Skyfall, for example. Where yeah. I'm like, oh my God, you're just frothing at the mouth yeah. with plaudits. And it's not one of the ones that's so bad, like Dying of the Day. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's just something about it that, you know, I you know I think obviously Connery gets much better with his following two movies. Yeah. Uh, as you'll see in my countdown, obviously. Um, but I don't know. It's, it, it's one of the, I think it's one, of, it's probably out of all those films, or the Bond films that, you know, when he first got into Bond in the 80s, so there was already like, you know, what, a good, 12 13 14 movies that we could have watched back then it was certainly the one even now it's one of the ones i've watched the least yeah uh and if, if it's on i'll watch it but it's just i don't know it's just something it's just something just like nah. it's just a very I don't know just like a sort of standard i mean i mean it's, it's crazy to think now that when that film come out no one would have realized that you know no. 50 nearly 60 years later there would still be Bond movies. You know, I, think, I, think in it, I think in it, Bond acts a bit more like, and Dr. No even says it himself, I, I think he acts more like a policeman. Yes. Yeah, he's, true. He's, investi- he, he's not like this. Uh, he's, an, he's investigating. He's investigating yeah. a murder. Yes. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, or he's a disappearance. A and yeah, so a he, he basically is what, what he is. So a lot of the time it's him doing investigating 
investigation investigative yes. work yeah, and yeah. um yeah. and i quite like that serious tone and i think that's a little bit of the lower budget of it as well but then on yes. the flip side when you get to that island once mm. again you say it looks fantastic i still yes. think you have one of the Bond women as Honey Rider. Oh, she's great. Much, but she makes no. a, a good a sort of a pressure because she is vulnerable, but she's she's also she does something. Yeah, you know, she's mm-hmm. strong um, mm-hmm. in it, and you have that sort of base at the end that blows up the fancy yes. base and all yeah. that type of thing, mm-hmm. which is a Bond element. So there's stuff there right from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that, that's kind of what I said. It was like, the, the, yeah, a, a lot of the elements are there. The kind of iconic, yeah. the iconic Bond girl. Yeah. I mean, talk about entrances when she comes yeah. out of the water and yeah, stuff. Yeah. My God, iconic. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, you know, the big Bond baddie obviously yeah. is definitely. You know, the 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 baddie's base obviously, yeah. and the big and the big kind of like fights at the end. You know, the a lot of the elements were there. You know, Bond in the casino at yeah. the start. You know, um, you know, I. I like the fact that the whole kind of Sylvia Trench character, I like the fact they brought her back from, from Russia with yeah. love, yeah. you know, and I, and I know from things I've read that it, it was going to be like a continuity thing through a yeah. lot of the films, you know, yeah. that she was going to be Bond's girl at home. And, you know, yeah. he's always having to go away on a mission and stuff. And, yeah. You know, like that. But yes, yeah, I know. It's just something about it. You know, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Uh, it's just something yeah. very, you know, and I, I also think that there are, there were much better, for, but, you know, a lot of the elements were already in place from the first yeah. film. And that's why I, I respect it. I give a lot of respect to that film, but it's just one of the ones where I'm just like, it, it's never one that I would choose. To, oh yeah. Let's watch Dr. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just quite like the simplicity of it. I, I can remember it was one of the ones that wasn't always shown on the telly. Mm, after. Mm, I, mm. I think because it, Probably, obviously, reason because it's the oldest, but it probably yeah. is the most definitely the most dated for a lot. Oh of yeah, completely. Uh, yeah, completely. As you completely. say, it's slow. I think that, and from Russia with Love, even though for Russia with Love is great, yeah. they are definitely the two most dated. And obviously, that's because yeah. it's their oldest. Yeah. Um, but also because the lowest, the lower budget, it's it's a little. It does feel like a film, but you wouldn't be surprised if it was a TV show. Yes. A long TV yes. show. Yeah, and as I say, yeah, that's, but I—that's why I like about it. I love that sort of simplicity of it, that more rawness of it, mm-hmm. um, and that sort of the elements that are there. It's not too long, and I can remember no. when it was very first on telly, being really well, not first on telly, but being on telly, I'd be mm-hmm. really excited because it was one of the ones I hadn't seen. Seen, yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, I, I think it's all that odd beginning. The beginning's different from what you're used to, mm-hmm. and all that oh, type completely. of thing. No pre-titles. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, no pre-title um, sequence. Yeah, um, yeah. The opening scene's pretty good. I do like, you know, I do like that. Yeah, the opening kind of scene uh, is good. Uh, pro- for me, probably the second best Felix Lighter. Yes. You yeah, know, yeah. Jack Lord's fantastic. Oh, they have fantastic. a good rapport with it. He actually yes. is used a bit more Felix Lighter. Yes. Just yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. actually, you know, and it's a shame that they didn't continue try and continue using him. Yeah, that was something I never understood when I was a kid. I was like, why? why, do, why uh, yeah, yeah, he's all right. He's all right. But, you know, I could never understand it when I was a kid. A why, why it was, you know. Yeah, they did that a lot in Bond films, didn't they? Yeah. They never yeah. kept the same Blofeld. No. no. I, think that's, I, I think that's where a lot of those those kind of like urban legends that you read online about like James Bond's like a code name. 
Because, yeah. you know, like a lot of people say, well, Felix Leiter is a code name as well. That's why it's different people, yeah, yeah. you know, and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, yeah. Just, so, just, yeah, Doctor No, just, nah. You know, I don't but, hate it. You know, but you but, don't love yeah. it. No. So that's, well, that's my number 11. So just outside the top the top ten. Um, so before we get into top tens, yes. what would you think is your what's your favourite Bond woman? The best Bond woman, do you think, out of all of them? Oh, yeah, I, I was going over this with my girlfriends um, a few nights ago. Um, probably I think, my. I, I think Tracy is. Yes, that's yeah, that's what we came to. We were both absolutely. That, as soon as I said the question to her, she was like, "Dina Rig." Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. She's amazing. Possibly the, possibly the best actress to play." Oh, certainly uh, goes that. Uh, so. uh, goes that. She's incredible. Uh, uh, Eva Green's a good actress, and she's very good. Yes. It's funny yeah. enough, it's the it's the it's the tragic ones actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's um, funny that you say that. Yeah, that they were my two. It was like Tracy and Vespa. Yeah, you know? probably. The, um, um, solitaire isn't bad for different reasons, but they are once again she falls into yeah. the 70s trap. She um, does, yeah. And I'm just trying to think. Um, what's the what's the Pam, name? Pam Bouvier was yeah, one of my favourites. Yeah. Um, and, and and Goldeneye. Um, she's yes. quite an ordinary person, and she's in throughout, and she's mm. she, she's in part mm. of the plot. Mm. She drives mm. throughout, and even though she's just yeah, literally she a computer pro, she's a computer programmer. She she mm. contributes, and she's strong, mm. and everything like that. She's I can't remember what's the name of the character. It's Isabella Scrupco plays uh, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tanya Romanova, isn't it? Tanya R- yeah, t- yeah, yeah, Romanova, yeah, yeah, Romanova, and, yeah. Um, Shall we go? In Turn Around and Never Dies. Yes, yes, she's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. She's had the way she is because she's like a secret agent herself. But I like maybe Barbara Bark. She's a secret agent that can really can fight because yes. Michelle Yeoh has been in a lot of those martial arts films. So yes, exactly, yeah, she's um, fantastic. Turn Around and Never Dies. I think Diana Riggs Tracy is 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 got. She's the one. She, yeah, she's the one. You know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The best character. Um, you know the best actress yeah she's yeah. unbelievable in that film yeah. unbelievable and and you know for, for all the stories that i've read about the on the on-screen kind of rapport and chemistry she had with lazenby was fantastic I, yeah. i've read all these stories about they didn't get on well, yeah, and, then, and, 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 and and they deliberately kind of like ate garlic because when yeah. they knew they were going to have to do like the love scene and stuff they were deliberately kind of and doing I'm this wondering stuff, whether yeah. that was just a little bit of because Lazenby just did one i think yeah. that was a little bit Bunked by both Lazenby and Diana Diana Rigg in later years right. as, as yeah. well, yeah. but um, but anyway, yeah, and and she's actually missing from a good portion of that middle section of the film. Yes, yeah, she is. Yes, yeah, she is. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. actually surprising yeah. how 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 long she's not in it. Yeah, but when she comes when when she comes back uh, in the uh, on the ice skates, that whole bit in in the middle where you yeah, think yeah. Bond's going to get caught, yeah, it's so good. It's so yeah. good. Um, she comes to his rescue yeah yeah she's the one yeah. driving you know yeah, she's brilliant. pushing that action so no she's yeah. really good in it yeah, yeah um so that was part one um of music and film saves the world podcast the ranking of the james bond films um all you need to do now is head over to part two um which uh, is available and then you'll hear our top 10 thank you for listening see you next time Bye bye